0: My favorite step is to go on Airbnb itself and see how many homes with two or three or whatever you're targeting to purchase are available in this coming weekend, two weekends from now, during the holidays, and really try to understand if there is enough demand in that area. And then there are several websites that you can actually you know, get real data like AirDNA, for example, that will show you how much vacancy is in the area, how much occupancy and how for the exact location and number of bedrooms on the house that you're looking for.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth season of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. Real estate investing is not rocket science, but it's not a fairy tale either. It's an incredible investment vehicle that builds and grows wealth. I have done it, and this is why so many of the wealthiest people in America, and in the world actually, invest in real estate as well. Listen in every week to learn about all the different real estate asset classes, which strategies experienced and successful investors use to live their best lives, and the processes to do it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just listen in every week to grow your knowledge along with me and to move your finances to a place where you can live an extraordinary life. This show is sponsored by my company, Blue Lake Capital, where we help passive investors grow their wealth through large multifamily investments and funds. To learn more about my company and invest in with me, visit wwwbluelake capitalcom Welcome to Ready to Scale Season 4. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman, broadcasting from Southern California. And today I'm speaking with Stephanie Baldrini. So Stephanie is a very, very interesting person. She is a principal at Monte Carlo Real Estate Investment in San Francisco, not so far away from me. She also has a podcast and she's hosting a podcast called Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z. So if you want to listen to that, make sure to look for it. And she also started in real estate back in 2003 with a property management company named Pacifia Companies. And she's the founder of EcoBold, which is an e-commerce marketplace for organic products. So you know, interestingly, she is investing in real estate and in technology, and we're going to talk about that as well. She's a very impressive lady. She has a history of successful startups. One went public and is worth nearly $50 billion, and another one was acquired by Microsoft, and she's a mentor at 500 Global. Very accomplished lady that I'm really, really happy to have here on the show today. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Ellie. It's such a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we were chatting before we started recording and you're, you know, investing in, you're involved in technology and startups and also in various investment vehicles from car washes to self-storage to short-term rentals. I want to start by, you know, when we start the show, we talk about the asset portion first. Between car washes, self-storage, and short-term rentals, which one at this stage of the pandemic is doing better than others?
0: Oh, that's a great question. I think they're all doing well, thank God. But better, well, short-term rentals have been exploding over the last year, because everyone is traveling, working from different locations and exploring different cities. And so that is a really good asset class to start learning today. But car washes also did well because people at the time were bored at home mm-hmm. and they were washing their cars and also self-storage. You know, it's a great asset class during not only downtimes, but good times as well. And so that's also a very solid asset class.
1: Yeah, I have to say, you know, I'm, I love Airbnb and, you know, at some point it years ago, it was kind of boring to stay at hotels. And so I much rather go and, you know, when I travel and pick a house or a condo in an interesting place, you know, you have everything, you feel like home, but it's kind of a different, kind of more homey feeling. And I have to say with short-term rentals, it looks like there's not, Enough inventory today, you know. You go on Airbnb and you don't have that, you know, many options. Is this because you know the demand
0: is exploding? What's going on? I really think that people are just wanting to get out of where they are, especially large cities like San Francisco and you know California, <laughs> to a point. They're moving away, and they're sometimes they just want to explore a city for a month and see if they like it. I have a friend who is in Austin now for six months to see if he wants to stay there or not and so I think it's a variety of different things. Too much money was printed last year, so people do have some money to spend and travel with at least up until <laughs> recently they did so I think it's a variety of different things that we would have never guessed you know at the beginning of Covid that would benefit short-term rentals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It looks like, you know, at the beginning, everyone was afraid of getting out of the house and the entire industry, you know, hotels and short-term rentals were kind of in stale mode. And all of a sudden it kind of went from zero to 100 almost overnight. And maybe I should have started with this question, but how did you find yourself involved in short-term rentals? If you can tell me a bit more about you know, your background and how you got to invest in short-term
0: rentals. Yeah, great question. I have a few friends who are in that industry. And over time, they just kept telling me you know, that the returns are great, at least 30% cash on cash. And for me, it's all about the numbers. And so that was really why I decided to do that. And also last year was, oh, the year before 2020 was my year of diversification. I believe that it's really important to get into different forms of investments. And so that was another reason why I started to explore that asset class. As we all know, it's also a great thing to focus on one asset class. So you can be successful in in different ways in this industry. You just have to pick what works best for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, maybe that's kind of a good segue to the process portion of our interview. I know a lot of our listeners are investing in short-term rentals or they want to get into short-term rentals. What are the first steps if someone says, okay, I have you know, enough for a down payment, I want to buy a house or a condo, and I want to get into short-term rentals. What are the first steps that they need to take?
0: Yes, definitely. My favorite step is to go on Airbnb itself and see how many homes with 2 or 3 or whatever you're targeting to purchase are available in this coming weekend, two weekends from now, during the holidays and really try to understand if there is enough demand in that area. And then there are several websites that you can actually, you know, get real data like AirDNA for example. That will show you how much vacancy is in the area, how much occupancy and how for the exact location and number of bedrooms on the house that you're looking for. I have to say that, you know, short term rentals, there's a lot to learn in that industry, but there's so many people out there that are so incredibly helpful. So many YouTube videos, so many Facebook groups that are so, so, so helpful. Truly incredible community of people that are helping one another. So educate yourself and educate yourself about the market that you are looking at getting into.
1: And would you recommend an investor to manage the short-term rental themselves, or would you recommend to go through a third-party company that, you know, will take some management fee, but will manage the listing and cleaning and everything that goes with it?
0: I'm a firm believer that in the beginning, we should always manage the new asset class ourselves to understand everything from top to bottom before delegating it to someone else. And then in the meantime, you will get to know people in that market, right? Because I've heard people charging 30% management fee all the way down to 10%. And the 10% were equally as good as the 30%. You obviously have to really do some research and talk and get to know people in the area. But I think it's it's another great time for you to also meet who is the who and who of that location that could help you out for a fair price.
1: Got it. That's a very good point. And I think, you know, as someone who manages a business, I was doing everything at first and then started to hire people to do it, but just doing, it was painful to do everything, but you learn so much when you do that, you know, exactly who you need, you know, what questions to ask and you, you know, enough to be dangerous and that really helps. So even if you don't do it, You know, some things, if you don't have any experience in a certain field, you don't know what you don't know. And when you go through it, it gives you knowledge that can be worth a lot of money. So that's interesting. I wasn't thinking about doing it all as, you know, from A to Z and then hire someone to do it. That's a very smart advice. What are some mistakes that you see investors do when they get into short-term rentals and try getting to that investment vehicle and invest? What are some kind of common mistakes that you see investors do over and over again?
0: I think definitely not do the homework at first. So understand that you need to have an interior designer that design your home and buy all the furniture and someone that understands Airbnb in particular, because the colors have to be great on photos because that will be the story of your home compared to all the other homes in the neighborhood. So that's a very good start for people to really understand that you really have to work with professionals for the design and also for pictures of your home besides you know the market and everything else that we already discussed. I'd say really educate yourself. It doesn't take much. It would be what, two full days, let's say, of joining groups, reading through what other people are going through, understanding, don't get scared. It is scary, the first one, <laughs> but it's not that hard at all. Awesome. All
1: right. And I wanted, you to, know, Stephanie, to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about strategy. You're investing in short-term rentals, real estate, but you're also involved in technology. So, you know, you're you're involved, you know, you started companies before, but you also founded Echobold, the e-commerce company. Right now we're recording this. It's January 2022. There are talks of inflation and real concern, in my opinion, of inflation with, you know, the government printing a lot of money, which on one hand is good for us as business owners and real estate investors because you have tenants with more disposable income that can pay rent on the other hand you know services and materials and payroll everything is on the rise all the expenses are increasing so a lot of people are concerned about inflation When it comes to real estate versus technology, because a lot of investors are also looking into VCs and and the startup world to invest in technology, in tech companies, which of the two investment vehicles do you think is more suitable as a deflationary vehicle to kind of fight and, you know, mitigate the risk of inflation?
0: Excellent question, Ellie. I think real estate, hands down. Unless you are investing in public companies that you really believe in, you know, let's say Tesla five years ago, for example. And so those, there are some tech companies that are going to be very successful, even if they're public and continue to explode. But real estate is so secure, you know, so long as you you have, let's say, a couple of years of mortgage and interest and everything else on the side in case something happens, so it goes up with inflation, right? So it's a really incredible form of investment that I would pick hands down as my number one choice if you're comparing that with tech.
1: Yeah, it's you know interesting because on paper, real estate is depreciating. So you can take advantage of depreciation. But it actually, it does appreciate, you know, with inflation, you know, one of the concerns is that renters will not have the ability to pay for rent, everything is, all the expenses, everything is going to go up. But yeah, I I tend to agree. I think real estate is a great vehicle, you know, against inflation and time will tell, you know, at some point it's, and it might already be here, but at some point, I think probably Q3, Q4 of 2022, we're going to kind of see the impact of inflation. It's not going to happen overnight. The feds are going to increase their interest rates gradually, but it, it will, I'm assuming it will happen, you know, this year. Any kind of closing remarks before we move to the lightning round questions? If it's about self-storage, which we haven't talked about, or short-term rentals, or anything else?
0: You know, sometimes people say that there are no deals out there, but there are. Mm. You just need to really look for them and really analyze and be very persistent in following up with a purchase A lot of real estate agents are not going to get back to you. You really need to go for it just like anything else in life. So that's one thing that I would leave people with. There are deals and you can find them. You just need to really make the time to analyze all the properties that could be a fit for you and find your golden nugget.
1: All right, Stephanie, thank you. That's That's a great tip. Just be consistent. It's not easy. If it were easy, everyone would have done it, you know? So that's the reason why not everyone is a real estate investor. All right, Stephanie, we've arrived to the lightning round questions. And question number one that we have is what's your favorite hobby?
0: I love good food. (laughs) Ah,
1: Well, San Francisco is a great city. For That's why it's hard to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. What's the one thing that people don't know about you? They don't know that I'm a little bit shy.
0: Hmm.
1: All right. Third question. What you wish you had known when you started out? That
0: I think it's a great thing for people to start as a commercial broker if you're in the commercial real estate industry.
1: Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think as a commercial broker, you learn the markets inside out and you get access to deals and, and buyers also. It actually always amazes me that some brokers, I mean, the deal is amazing and they don't buy it and they, their focus is on, you know, on the commission that they're making. But I know a few that kind of made it to the dark side and then never looked back. But it's always interesting to me to see, you know, all the deals and all the opportunities and you just hand them over to someone else. So it's, you know, different breed and not everyone is comfortable with risk and and I understand that, but it still kills me every time I see it. What's your advice
0: for living an extraordinary life? I think going hand in hand with your last comment about risk, as my friend likes to say, those who don't risk, don't drink champagne so you gotta gotta go for it even though I like that I like that yeah fear it's supposed to protect
1: us from failure and most people are gravitating towards fear or you know going with their fears and I just go against it if it's scary sometimes it means that you're growing and you have to do it so love the advice all right Stephanie where can people find you if our listeners want to reach out to you and talk about real estate investing how can they do that? I'm on
0: all social media, so you can just search for my name, and my website is monicarlorei.com.
1: All right. Awesome. Stephanie, thank you again for being here on the show. I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Ellie. It was such a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you. And for you, the listeners, I hope that you're leaving this conversation a little bit smarter, that you got some value out of it. And I want to leave you with that. Be bold, be great. Keep moving forward and keep creating your own kind of extraordinary life. I'll see you on the next episode.